Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm yeah. Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Good, good. I'm getting my, my headset so you can hear me even better because I know that right now. Give me one second. Tell me a little bit how you're doing. I'm doing okay, actually. Um, I'm doing okay. Today is the first day, and I'm working from home. I'm working from home tomorrow, and um, I'll be going into a conference um, on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and um, for half a day. So what I've what I'm trying first is half days um, and two of them from home, like five half days instead of three full days and two right. of them from home. So I'm, if not more, and I'm hoping that that works. Um, and uh, yeah, so just to start. And then, and you know what? I also had a great conversation with Sirsha. <laughs> you said that was a great talk with who? With Sirsha? Yes. <laughs> I really? told her all about what was going on. You know, I, I talk to her like she's a person sometimes, so um, a lot actually. And I just told her what's happening. And, and um, you know, I, I have done a lot of grieving and allowed myself really to feel the sadness. And so today is okay, but we'll see, you know, we'll see how it goes um, the rest of the week. Plus, Monique is really wonderful with her. I was going to ask you, how is that going? Because I know that that's a major piece and you've spent, uh, you know, what, not quite a week together, right? Yeah, yeah. After today, it'll be a week together. And she has um, just a lovely, she's a very sweet, loving, gentle aura. And she listens very well and responds. And I've had... I have her speaking Portuguese to her and to Sersha, and um, um, yeah, she's just we seem to be uh, working well together. And I've, you know, sort of been trying to teach her about Sersha's signals and cues, you know, so she doesn't have, so she can read Sersha as opposed to follow a, a particular, you know, set of rules or schedules. You know, she can just sort of read her and respond organically, if that makes any sense. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Makes total sense. So I'm guessing that that changes a lot of how you feel about, you know, even the fact that you have to work and everything, right? Yeah, it really helps. I mean, it's a tremendous relief, without a doubt. It's a tremendous relief. Um, But, you know, we haven't done a lot of time apart yet. So, And what I'm most worried about is Sirsa getting into one of her crying things because she can be yeah. fierce, you know, and and I don't want Sersha to be too upset and I don't want um, Moni to be too overwhelmed and have to deal with anything. So I have a, a doula coming to help in the first two days that I'm away for a number of hours, which I okay. think is great. 
You know, there's some yeah. support. And this doula is 39 or something. So she And she has her own children. So it's not that mommy cannot handle it. It's just I will feel better with, <laughs> I know it's a little crazy, but I'll feel better that, you know, Sersha has some help, you know, more than just Absolutely. a 24 year old who hasn't been with babies for a really long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that's, that will be good. Yeah, she also so has I, extra help, and just between the two of them, it feels like it's a good idea. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, uh, you know, it will help me relax and, and go away, you know, and, and, um, <clears throat> and know that Sersha has support and that Moni has support. and Because Sersha can get really intense. You know, she can get, can get really intense. And it hasn't happened as much because I, I understand her needs and I meet her needs. But um, right. when she gets really upset, it can escalate and it can, it's hard to talk her down, you know, <laughs> to yeah, get her yeah. to calm down. So. Um, Yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense that it's just like, well, it gives you, it also, I think that it's just your, you know what, there's certain things that we do that you're, we're planning for success, ultimate success, right? Instead yeah. of like, and that is, I think that that is fabulous because if you're covered and, you know, she's super covered, it's like, well, you know, even if, I think that sometimes when babies get really, really upset, even if different hands hold, hold her, just instantly it's like, oh, Okay, so where am I now? You know, this, even that is shifting the energy. So uh, either Monique or the doula get a little overwhelmed and there's somebody else there for her, which I think is brilliant. I think so. It's very, it's proactive and, and um, yeah, it's, hopefully it will, it will be okay. It will be okay. Yeah. And we need so to do it, you know, it, it's like, you know, Modi and Sarah and I spend a lot of time together, the three of us, and she sees me supporting Modi and them being together. And, you know, it's a gradual thing, you know, so it's not just like, bam, I'm gone, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And how, how are you with going back to work and uh, the whole idea of, like, possibly moving, or how is that? Yeah. Um, well, I'm in flux. So I've talked to the realtor in Northampton and I've talked to a realtor in Portland and um, <clears throat> looking at housing options and, um, you know, maybe renting at first. I think like you did you suggest that renting at first just to sort of give it a try and then um, renting my place out and um, or the, the prospect of buying and, um and that's going really well. And I've also been introduced to a single mother by choice in Maine and Kittery. And, um, you know, Rudy and I are going to go up to Portland um, on the 18th and the 19th on the weekend and just hang out in Portland and get a feel for it. And maybe I'll see some places up there. And um, But it's also feeling a little overwhelming, you know, like a big change. And um, I haven't... I haven't talked to Art yet about my art is my boss at Bullhorn about moving um, and about being like not, you know, even more remote, working even more virtually. Um, I'm going to boil the frog on that one and sort of work up to it and just sort right. of see what, what 
how the role plays out between now and then. Um, you know, That's over time. Because you don't want to just jump too, you know, too quickly when you're not sure, right? Well, I I want to ease back into the role, see what they have for me, what the because the, we're we're tweaking the model, so I'm, you know, you know what what kind of work do they want me to do now, four five months later, and um, how can I position my argument in a way that takes that into account, you know? Absolutely, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and it doesn't, it's not even you know decided, so it's something that you want to play with and see how it goes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because maybe it's possible I could, I could move down instead of three days, I could move to two days a week um, at Bullhorn, and then put my private practice at half a day. And um, you know, that's a that's a great reduction. Um, right. I don't want to threaten my financial security. Is the thing you know? I don't want to be in a position where I'm feeling scarcity. Um, of course. Um, yeah. Because you know, we, she and I, we need a cushion, and I need to plan for her, her education, and I need to plan for my retirement. And um, but I'm also talking to this other guy and an executive search professional who's opening his own business, um, and he wants to partner with me as an executive coach within his practice, and that could be very lucrative. So mm. it could be that over time, I just let you know I. I move into that. So that opportunity is great. Okay, this is a guy that was in New York, right? That would be definitely yeah. all remote and it works right. Yeah. Good. So there's, there seems to be definitely possibilities for you to just move in a way that makes the most sense. Yeah, yep, definitely, definitely. And, you know, talking to my brother about it and... and um, oh, how was that? Um, well, I mentioned Northampton and... And he's like, well, would you consider Burlington or Portland? And I said, yeah, definitely. Um, so, he, you know, he's been thinking about the same thing. Um, oh. And, you know, he has sort of like an end of the world um, thing going oh, where, yeah. <laughs> where he's planning, you know, like the bunker, you know, where he's going to yeah. live, where he can be self-sufficient and grow his own food and, um, you know... <laughs> He doesn't love yeah, that already. No, no, I, I believe me. I went to quite a few meetings like that with my ex, and there's, I know that there's groups of people in, in Northampton area planning for that, and the whole, you know, sustainable communities and all kinds of things like that. So it's not. I'm not. I, I have heard of it, and I know about it. And yeah, it's, it, I don't think it's a bad idea to live more in community. Who knows what will happen anyway? But the idea. I totally of agree. Community, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And also to think about ways where, you know, like if the oceans rise, where will we go and how will we survive? And, you know, right. Um, yeah. It's just different things. You know, if, if Donald Trump gets elected, what are we going to do then? And I've actually, my long term goal is actually to leave the country because I, mm-hmm. I, see, I see myself, it depends on where things go. If we go down the Trump path, if we go down the Bernie path, you know, I've left, you know, I moved for political reasons in the past too when the George Bush was elected and when I just didn't feel like these are my people and um, right. cause it was it was like religious extremism and homophobia and, you know, all kinds of xenophobia. 
And, um, yeah. So, you know, just thinking about, you know, going to Europe or maybe Canada um, where it's more of a social democracy and then, you know, this is different. Um, I don't know. I mean, that, that's sort of on the longer term horizon. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I think that uh, especially, you know, you have that, you have a lot of flexibility and freedom that you're, you already have and you're going to build even more. Um, whenever you you know you decide to take that step because of the kind of work that you do, so you know you know you're not really. I mean, right now you are going to the office, but it's something that could could slowly change, right? So you can have that work remotely possibilities. Yeah, hopefully that would be that's the ideal. That's what you and Stefan do, and that's exactly where I'd, I see myself headed too. Right, exactly, and. That's why, you know, when my daughter goes to college, our plan is that we're going to be here and we're going to be somewhere in the Caribbean for, you know, maybe Costa Rica or a place like that where during the winters, not to necessarily to escape the cold, but um, just to be able to be more outdoors, which we both love. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. So, yeah, that's yeah, the problem with New England, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And it, it makes sense that it's something that, you know, it's a building. It's, you know, it's a, a building, uh, you know, up. But it's so wonderful to keep it in mind because then what happens is that you, every choice that you make, you keep your your goal in mind, right? Yeah. You know, Lima would be a cool place, too. I can imagine. I would love to live in South America, too. You know, now that you say Costa Rica, like, I love Peru. I love the whole South American atmosphere, not necessarily yeah. Venezuela or Colombia, but um, yeah, I've been to Chile and I've been to Peru, and I don't know. I there's um, I like the political situations there are better than here, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. Anyway, so definitely, yeah, exactly, taking steps with the short and long term goals in mind. Right, exactly, which makes a lot of sense. And how are things with Rudy? How are you spending time with him and everything? Um, so he came up again, and we had um, he kissed me again, but there was just nothing. There was nothing, and he's but he's okay with it. I think he's a little bummed out. It's a little, you know, it's always kind of. I feel insulted when somebody isn't. It's a bummer when you're attracted to someone and they're not attracted to you. So I'm sure there's a little of bit course. of that going on. But yeah. he's, he's such a wonderful man, um, and he's, you know, he's just great. So it's, he's just hung in there. You know, he's not like he's dumping me as a friend. And I thought it was interesting. I was with um, – Kristen came for the weekend. Or, no, he came for last Monday and Tuesday morning and bought us dinner and hung out. And I felt chemistry with him. Like, I know that it's not going to go anywhere and he's not the right match, but I felt it. Um, yeah. So I know that I've, which is good information. I have the capacity to feel it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's also wonderful. Now, did you talk about that at all or not really? With Rudy or with Christian? With Christian. No, I didn't talk about it at all with him I, because he's made it clear he's not interested in me, like in, in a relationship. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, I think... I talked yeah. about it the, maybe last summer, 
um, when he when I went up to Maine with my niece, he spent time with us, and I think we even slept together then. Um, and then he said, "Oh, I, you know, maybe I should have had this child with you." And then I just I said a few days later, "Are you? Would you be open to reconsidering, you know, a relationship?" And he's like, "No, I really want my independence." And I said, "Okay." So I haven't hmm. raised since then. Um, right. And um, no, I haven't raised it because he's he's been clear. No, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, of course, of course. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if it, if you, why, why go there? I was just curious. Is that something that came up? That's all. You know, since you felt that chemistry, and I wonder that, um, you know. Yeah, you in the past you have had a connection that way, but I know that you also decided that you didn't want to just, you know, have sex. Especially, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. And just, he, can, just he, he can be physically affectionate with me, and like he 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 came into the bed with us for five minutes and cuddled and stuff, but nothing, nothing happened, and and I didn't really want anything to happen, you know. But um, so it's there, but it's not. If anything happens, he has. I feel he needs to say that he's seeing things differently. You know that I, because um, I can't just keep hammering away at it. You know. <laughs> of course, absolutely no. I'm completely with you, and it's, and you need to take care of yourself and just be like, okay, you know, you want somebody that wants to be with you that is ready. Exactly. Yeah. Who really, yeah. really wants to be with me? Who's like yeah. thinks I'm awesome? You know, and really. Yeah. I mean, he thinks I'm awesome, but who really has a romantic and sexual desire for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I know the one piece that I want to tell you was extremely, I told I mentioned to him, I was very super clear with him on Friday, and I'm taking two minutes to let you know. Um, and we, I, I feel like we really had an awesome breakthrough, and I felt very, very good about our last session. Because I told him, I said, you know what, I'm determined to help you. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give my best. And I had talked with you know with several people about um, what was going on, and uh, we I feel like we had a bit of a breakthrough. On the Good. Last yeah. Good. Oh, I'm delighted. Yeah, he's, he's very yeah, unlike was... a lot of Americans because he's so direct, and he and he and I are very direct. Also, you know, right. like that's one of the things that we're similar about. Um, so you can just be really really yeah. interact with him. So it's well, the, the interesting thing I, I shared with him, which was really funny, is that he, I, I came to this country being extremely direct, just like him, and he says I don't understand these American people. But the difference is that I've been here for 23 years, so I think that uh, you know, I've yeah. learned to do that. But I can go, I can do that. So, yeah, I think it was very, it was good. It was very good, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that you can be direct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and it was yeah. also the reason that I wanted to mention is because you're absolutely right that if I, and I suspected these that the whole thing with him is uh, his ex-wife is connected with whatever what yeah. issue is coming up for him. Yeah, and yeah, that makes a yeah, lot yeah. Of So, um, so what would you like to have as the focus of today? That's a good question. Um, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it, and 
I'm not entirely sure, although last night I had an interesting incident where um, where I was in bed with Saoirse and it was like 9 or 9.30 and I thought I heard Monique come in and I thought I heard her walk around the apartment and I thought I heard her um, uh, fill a glass of water and then I texted her and I said, are you here? She said, no, I just got out of the movies. Okay. And yeah, and then I got really scared and it was dark. The apartment was dark. I said, you know, gotten Saoirse to sleep and we were there together and we got really, really scared. Um, right. And Moni said, well, when, you know, when Daniel drops me off, he can come in and check it out. And I said, that would be great. And I said, when, when will that be? And she said, oh, about an hour. It turned out she came home two hours later or later than that. So I texted my brother and I said, I think I hear all this stuff. And, um, and so he immediately came over. He was great. This is, a, this is such a great, a great use of my brother. <laughs> he yeah. is a huge 6'3", strong, slightly chubby um, athlete. And he brought a big wood stick, like a big wood, like a plank almost. And he uh-huh. came in, he has keys, and he came in, and we walked around the apartment together, and there was nothing. Huh. And the back door where, where Monique comes in, um, you know, I had asked her if she's been locking, and she said yes, and the back door was locked, both locked, you know, so it wasn't huh. that it had been left open. Well, unless someone came in and then left and, you know, locked it, um, which they couldn't do from the outside. Um, so... It's like, what is that? You know, why did I hear that? Um, Mark thinks it's, what did he say, the audio cortex? Um, he's like, sometimes the audio cortex repeats something that's already happened. And he's like, that's why hmm. your childhood patterns are so hard to break, is that you've got these patterns in your brain, you know, and, and they just repeat. Um, but... You know, there have been times when I have felt really quite afraid being, like, alone, single woman with a baby. I'm just protecting this baby, you know. And there are times I feel quite vulnerable, and I'm like, God, I really, I need this big, strong husband or some male presence. Um, So I don't know what that fear is about, you know. Yeah. Well, did you... uh... And you have, have you ever, because I know that you're, as part of your apartment, are you, do you ever hear noises from the apartments near you or anything like that? Do you clean condos or these felt well, definitely like very clearly from your apartment? It felt different. It felt from my apartment. And yeah. um, I do hear noises. Um, there were the people who live below me. I'm on the second floor of a three-story three building. And it's one uh-huh. apartment per floor. And the people below, one is a pilot and the other is a stewardess, and they're gone most of the time. Um, and then the people, the person above me lives in Jerusalem most of the year. So I'm actually here alone a lot. Um, mm. But sometimes I do hear, like in the, in the, in the winter after um, Saoirse was born, I kept hearing movements upstairs. And I, I was emailing my neighbor in Jerusalem saying, I don't know if you have anyone, you know, going there, but I'm hearing, you know, I'm hearing a lot of noise from up there. And 
part of it, I think, might have been the heating, the heating ducts in my ceiling. Right. Um, and um, but she had her brother come in and check it out, and because her brother lives nearby too, and they said, "No, everything's fine. Everything's there." So that was just like getting used to those noises. But last night was not those noises; are the downstairs noises. Right. Hmm. Weird, isn't it? Yes, it is weird. I have I have had something similar. Um, I don't know how much what Mark is saying could be could possibly be true. Uh, how much sometimes we hear a little something and our mind just fills it out, you know, with different. Uh, I I'm I'm not totally clear, but. What does, you know, if you take a deep breath and just uh, connect inward with, does these seem to be something that is coming from your mind? Does these seem to be some past event that is needing to be healed about previous fears from childhood or times like that? Or, so, or yeah. is it possible that it's just a spiritual realm that somehow, you know, either your mom was there or, you know? You know, I wondered about that too, Laura. I wondered yeah. if there was some some presence here that um, walking around um, that it could be. I mean, my mom has... Um, visited me in the past right after she died and it freaked me out and I was like mom you can't do that <laughs> and she yeah. didn't do it again you know then she's come to me in dreams and stuff and I've got spiritual guides and I've got a lot of ancestors and you know who I was close to like Aunt Evelyn and grandmothers and um, that's a possibility um, the other possibility that comes to me, comes to me is um that maybe um, what came up is there was, I, when I was a child, I was, I don't know, an early teen or mid teen or something, and we lived in New Hampshire and we had a back porch. And one night I heard noise and I went to the kitchen and my mother was crouched down behind the counter and the porch was off the kitchen. And and she was like, be quiet. There's someone on the porch. And there was a guy who had been like, who just, and our dog was barking. And he was telling him to shut the fuck up, telling the dog, shut the fuck up. And um, um, and so I think my mom called the police and the police came and they said, yeah, there's been somebody around who has been, who's homeless or or like traveling or something who's at large and he just seems to be crashing in different people's places, you know, and, um, but that really scared me that I think, you know, that's one of the things that came up, but I just, you know, last night I just felt, and it happened one other time when I was in my other apartment in Coolidge corner where I heard a noise in the bathroom. I'd come home um, to an empty apartment and I heard, I went into the, my bedroom, and then I heard a noise in the bathroom, which was off of my bedroom. And I was hmm. like, holy shit, is someone in the shower? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and like this, I came in and maybe someone was here and so I called the police and the police came and what had happened was um, the towel had fallen off the the wall, like the hook was stuck onto the wall and it just fell off. It ran out of adhesion. And, but I was terrified. So of course. There's, a, there's a fear I have in there somewhere. And living alone as a single female and now with a little baby, I'm trying to protect there's something. So there might be some past healing or maybe maybe it's just sort of <clears throat> a general sense of being a female in the world. You know, yes. being vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so tapping through the points, actually. So much fear, right? Oh, so much fear. Feeling so vulnerable and alone in the world. Feeling so vulnerable and alone in the world. And I am the first line of protection. And I am the first line of protection. Especially now with Kyosha. Especially now with Sirsha. There's a very primal fear. Yeah. There's a very primal fear. That, and before I experienced it, but now it's almost... It feels like, is it true that it feels like double because it's not just you? Now it feels like there's a real consequence. You know, like I, I would do anything to protect this child. Right. And, you know, I, um, yet I'm so vulnerable, I feel so vulnerable, am I, am I capable of protecting this child? So absolutely, it's, it's way more intense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I so wish I had a man in my life. I so wish I had this man in my life. And this is one huge reason why I would want him to be here. And this is one huge reason why I would want him to be here. To protect both of us. To protect both of us. Because the truth is the world is not always a safe place. Because the truth is the world is not always a safe place. And I have handled myself really well. And I have handled myself really well. And yet there's this like intense fear and panic that something bad could happen. And yet there is this intense fear and panic that something bad could happen. And I can feel it in my, in my, my nervous system in such a vivid way. I can feel it in my nervous system in such a vivid way. Until now, I've been able to survive those incidents. Until now, I've been able to survive those incidences. But right now, it just feels so intense having Searsha. Right now, it just feels so intense having Searsha. And I feel extremely vulnerable. And I feel extremely vulnerable. It's just so hard to actually feel like I'm responsible for both of us. It's so hard to feel like I'm responsible for both of us. And my nervous system just goes into panic mode. My nervous system just goes into panic mode. Has anything ever, as you keep on tapping there, notice what if there's any particular memory or incident? It, it doesn't have to be something that you live with, but sometimes it could be, an, when it comes to fear and women, 
And it's interesting that you even have a, you know, a female daughter. There's certain things that are so ancestral and so primal, you know? Yeah. That's interesting what you just said, ancestral. I'm wondering if maybe it could be like a past life thing, you know? Something I'm carrying forward. Um, But in terms of my... My memories. Um, and check in with that because that is definitely a possibility. That's one thing that I, I, not, I don't trust my muscle testing. Stefan would be more than happy to test that. But um, yeah. does that feel like it's, a, it's really where it's coming from if you sense into it? It could be. It could be. I mean, I maybe I told you that when in my early 20s, I was a camp counselor in the woods in New Hampshire. And every night when I went to sleep and it got dark, I went into two hours of terror. And yes, you mentioned that. Yeah. And um, I don't know where that came from. You know, my only hypothesis is that um, that fear of my father I had been suppressing and it was sort of coming out in a different way, you know. Yeah. Um, fear of my father's abuse. Because I never felt the fear growing up. I always sort of had kind of a strong person response to it. Um and fought him rather than fear, felt the fear. And maybe I yes. just, um, um, what's the word, sublimated it. And then yes. maybe it came out in this way. That was the best hypothesis I came up with. Um, you know what, I have to, um, I think Searson might be done nursing right now. and She's right here, so. Let me go see if I can give her to um, Monique. Monique, yeah.
Okay, good. So that went really, really well. <laughs> wonderful. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah great. it is wonderful. She's really, I should send you a photo. You'll see how caring she is with Sarah Shack. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so that was that, the only. Yeah. That is so present. You know what I'm thinking is that if you just take a moment and close your eyes and take a deep breath, and ask, ask your body just a very clear question, just for your for your whole body to let us know: Is there still fear in your body connected with your father? It's um it's hard to get a real read. One thing that comes up is that with my father, um, I knew that he would never pass a certain point. Like he, you know, I knew in my in my soul that in myself that he would do a lot of stuff. You know, he would do really bad stuff, but he wouldn't like. He wouldn't punch me in the face. He wouldn't knock me out. He wouldn't break an arm. You know, there are things he wouldn't do. So, um, and this fear is a little different. This fear is like the threat of, it's it's male. I'm afraid of some male presence. Mm. And who knows what, who knows what they could do. Yeah. It's much more intense. It's sort of like they could kill me, they could tear me apart, they could take my baby, they could rape us, they could torture us. It's sort of like it's unknown, you know, and it doesn't have the same limit. Like my father, part of the reason I fought back is that I knew he he wouldn't go beyond a certain point. Right. So there wasn't a sense... See, so there wasn't a sense with your dad that he would ever actually kill you. Like, he he was, he could go really crazy, but there was a limit to his craziness. You never thought, well, he could really go crazy and and do some serious damage. Like, that that felt like, is that true? Like, you didn't fear for your life with him? I don't think I feared for my life with him in, in the moments when it was happening. Um, you know, he would... He was he was sort of more of a physical bully. So he would push me down and get on top of me and trap me with you know his strength and um, but he would never he would push me around and you know one one time he put you know ripped me out of the car, threw me to the ground, put dirt in my mouth. You know, but it, it was. Oh, yeah. It's horrible, but it wasn't yeah. like I'm going to break your leg or break your neck, you know. Um, right, and it feels like these, so I'm curious, this feels more like the male strength, which you did experience physically with your dad, go to an ex- to a, a total extreme. Yes, it's like who knows what could happen. That's exactly it. It could go anywhere. And the threat of it is what is 
terrifying. Yeah, just the death. Yeah. It's like someone, a man could come in and do so much damage. And I would have to stand up and and confront him. And I I don't have it in me to confront that kind of a male intruder the way I used to confront my father. Like I imagine, like last night, you know, lying in bed with Sersha, imagining, okay, if this male intruder comes in, and um, yeah, what would I yeah. do? Would I put Sersha in my arms? Would I get in between the two of them? What would I do? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know. Absolutely. And I was like, yeah. I don't have. I don't. I'm too afraid to do to Anything. confront yeah. the male. Yeah. So right, I feel Are you frozen stopping? and paralyzed. Yeah. Uh, nope, I forgot. <laughs> okay, so let's, that's all right. So let's stop together yeah. at the karate chop point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So even, even though my dad was actually terrifying at times, even though my dad was actually terrifying at times, I knew there was a limit to his violence. I knew there was a limit to his violence. But the idea of a male intruder in, in my home, but the idea of a male intruder in my home I, the, the level of violence has no bounds. The level of violence has no bounds. I have no idea what he could do. I have no idea what he could do. And I don't feel strong enough to actually confront him. And I don't feel strong enough to actually confront him. Take a deep breath. Yeah. I honor this primal fear. I honor this primal fear because it has a base in reality. Because it has a base in reality. Do you see that, Deb? I mean, it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, I mean we hear about stories all the time of, you know, terrible things yeah. happening to women. Yeah, we cannot, you know, we cannot just cover it up and paint it pink, you know. It's just, it is, there is, it's, the, the chances are small, but it's, it's, it's just base in reality, so... Even though there's a part of me that feels total panic. Even though there's a part of me that feels total panic. At the possibility of a male coming into our lives. A male intruder, right? A male intruder is very specific. Yeah, at the possibility of a male intruder coming into our space. Because I really have no idea what he could do. Because I really have no idea what he could do. And I feel so responsible for Sersha and myself. And I feel so responsible for Sersha and myself. I don't know if I have the strength to protect both of us. I don't know if I have the strength to protect both of us. And my mind can go to really, really scary places. My mind can go to really, really scary places. Take a deep breath. I honor this deep fear. I honor this deep fear. And I want to understand it so I can actually feel ready and have the support that I need. And I want to understand it so I can feel ready and have the support that I need. Good. Tapping through the point. Even though I don't know where this is coming from right now. Even though I don't know where this is coming from right now. The truth is that this primal fear has been with me for a long time. 
The truth is that this primal fear has been with me for a long time. And now that I have a tiny baby, I feel even more vulnerable. Yeah. And now that I have a tiny baby, I feel even more vulnerable. I feel so responsible taking care of her. I feel so responsible taking care of her and protecting her. Yeah. And knowing that I need to survive in order to do that. And knowing that I need to survive in order to do that. Because I am her protector right now. Because I am her protector right now. I really honor these primal fear in my whole body. Yeah. I really honor this primal fear in my whole body. And I am ready to develop a way to protect both of us. And I am ready to develop a way to protect both of us. So take a deep breath and just keep pressing the back. Notice what it is. What's pressing there? Tears come up. Yeah. Yeah. Is it loneliness or is it vulnerability or a combination? It's um it's sort of sadness for myself for how long I have been living as a single woman in the world without yeah. a male protector and not feeling not feeling protected this whole time and yeah. then not feeling protected against my own father as a yeah. child. Even though I felt like my father would probably be a good protector with an um, intruder, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting that that memory I have of the guy on the porch, it was my mother who was down there, not my father. And was he in the couch or where was he? I don't know where he was. I thought, I don't know, maybe he was upstairs. So I don't know. I don't remember the age. I don't remember. That's so interesting. That, yeah, and she was there and she was scared. And I wonder if in some ways, it's tapping just step through the point, okay? I'm wondering yeah. if in some ways that is it also bringing to mind in a very subconscious way that she was the one, she as a woman, of the, you know, the, the mother, was the one protecting her children. Like, she wanted to make sure that you guys you were safe, that your dad wasn't even there. Right. And yeah, and that memory. But there were so many ways in which she didn't protect us from our dad. Right. Um, but as you keep talking, I'm wondering. You know, she was a um, um, victim of sexual abuse in her childhood, and I'm wondering, like, if I'm, mm. if this is ancestral, like, maybe I'm carrying her fear of men in right. me. Yeah. Yeah. As well yeah. as all this. As well as all the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because there's a, so, so let's just do, let's just do that. My nervous system may still be carrying some 
ancestral fear about men. My nervous system might still be carrying some ancestral fear about men. And the lack of ability to protect myself from them. And a lack of my ability to protect myself from them. And how scary it's been. Like, you know, I lived in New York City and I've lived in Boston and I've lived in Dublin. And, you know, I've always lived in safe places, but there's something about living alone that is scary. It's not, yeah. it's not good. And this makes me feel really, really angry at my partner. Mm. Like that he's not here. Yeah, like you need to be here protecting us. And you're not here. Like where the fuck are you? Yeah. I get yeah. really angry. This is the first time I really feel angry. Like this has real consequence for him not being here. Good. Yes. This is, yeah, you can just tell let him have it. I know you cannot yell, but just put anger into your voice. Yeah, you know? just really, so you can just say like, you know, where the fuck are you? This is totally not okay. Yeah, like this is really a problem. Like where the fuck are you? What are you doing? You're putting us putting us at risk. This is just so not okay. This is really not okay. I'm so mad. So angry. I'm, yes, I'm really, really mad and angry at you. I'm really, really mad and angry at you. And because I wanna know why the- Go ahead, sorry. I want to know what the fuck you're doing out of, out there in the world. Where? What are you doing that could be more important than this? Yeah. And protecting us and really getting to be here so we're not vulnerable and at risk. Yeah, you need to be here protecting us so we're not vulnerable and at risk. And it just totally sucks that you're like, whatever you're doing, it's not important enough. Whatever you're doing is not important enough to not be doing this. Yeah. This is your role. You need to protect us. This is your role. You need to protect us and you need to come here now. Just close your eyes and really allow your, your, the anger in your body. You could, you know, close your eyes, just breathe and tap and really imagine that that anger is really coming out of your body and translated into a very clear message to him. Like, we need you. This is important. Wherever you are, you need to come. This is not about being ready anymore. (laughs) It's sort of like I, I feel like I'm blowing the horn, you know, and it's like, Time to come in. Like, stop fucking about. There's in, in childhood games. There's like a a final call that you call out, and it, it ends the game, and everyone comes in. You know, like if you're playing hide and seek right. or something. Like, all right, all bets are off. Like, cut the shit. Come in. You know, it's right. Blowing the horn for like the fog horn for, like turning on the 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 light in the lighthouse and signaling. You know, to come. Like now, you've got to come. Yeah. There's no more, like, messing around. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. And how does that feel, then, to just really blow the horn and say, okay, this is it. The time has come. No more messing around. 
it feels really good, but I, I don't. I wonder if it's impotent because I don't. I I feel powerless in attracting him. It hasn't happened. I haven't been able to attract him yet. You know. True. I feel, yeah. I feel impotent. I feel impotent is the word. Powerless. Yeah. And being able to draw him, draw him towards us and me, and now I'm just like. It would be great if this horn, you know, like this fog horn or this calling in horn, you know, it feels very primal and sacred in a way, like um, get over here now, you know. Yeah, yeah mis- missing out. But I have no recourse, yeah. you know. I have, <laughs> I have no recourse. It's not like I can threaten him, you know, with... Right. Yeah, it's true. That's absolutely true. And there's a there's a level of like impotence that is really needs to be honored, right? Like even though I'm totally pissed at you, the truth is I feel powerless. Yeah. Even though I'm pissed at you, the truth is I feel powerless. Because I I wish that I had something to I mean, it's not even about threatening him, is it? It's about like Say, you know what? We really need you. So there's anger, but there's also the pain, isn't there? Yeah. The pain of feeling alone, feeling like somehow imagining he's not considering these important enough to just show up, just fucking show up. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what exactly are, what actually are you doing? Like, where, where are you at? And what are you waiting for? Like, what is up? And what could be more important? Whatever you're doing is not as important as being here. Yeah, there's nothing more important than this. Especially now that Pierce is here and everything. Especially now that Pierce is here and everything. Just so extremely frustrating and... It's just beyond frustrating. It's anger, but it's this like deep disappointment, right? Yes, it's anger and um, now it's like intolerance. I, I just can't. Yeah. It's disdain almost, you know? Yeah. It's really hard to understand. It's really hard to honor that you may have your path because in this moment we need you so much. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I have lost my my patience, my ability to understand because we need you. Yeah, and I've lost my compassion and empathy for whatever it is you're going through, like Get over it and move on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's time. It's just time. It's it's time. Yeah. Yeah, it's time. This this beautiful girl needs a man in her life, and we we both need a protector, and I need a provider. Yeah. And the time has come for you to actually become responsible and be a part of this family. Yeah, exactly. The time has come for you to be responsible and finally become a part of this family. 
And I I don't have much left in me when it comes to patience. I'm I'm getting pretty fed up with these. Yeah, with you. I don't. That's right. I don't have any more patience left. I'm getting pretty fed up with you. Yeah. I also and want to go back to the possibility but, that there was a spirit presence here last night. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would like to get comfortable with that possibility. Yeah. Okay. You know, the, when the first time it happened to me with my mom, it was like the day, I think it was the night she died. She died at nine. I don't know. Maybe it was that night of the night after. I don't know if I got any sleep the first night. Probably not. But the next, as soon as I fell asleep, the first time I slept after her death, um, I dreamt that she was standing at the end of my bed. And then I woke up and opened my eyes, and she was standing at the end of my bed. Mm-hmm. And I um, freaked out. I'm like, you can't, you can't fucking do that to me. Don't ever do that to me again. Um, and then she came in other gentler ways, like the scents, different, different scents or emotions or in dreams, you know, and I could handle those. Right. Um, but I think maybe it's time for me to handle these other more physical manner, like if that was a spirit presence, it was really vivid. Yeah. He felt uh, very strongly. It did. I, I kept turning around because I was holding and nursing Saoirse in my arms in the rocking chair. And the rocking chair is faced at the windows out at the ocean. And the door to the hallway was open. And I kept turning my head to see if I could see Monique in the hall, like maybe she was coming to check on us or something. And, um, she never did. But um, and then I heard water come out of the water, the, out of the freezer, like uh, the fridge. We've got a water thing that filtered water comes out of oh, the fridge. Yeah. And she filled up water, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I um, then I went out. I went out into the kitchen after because I was so confident she had she had come here. She right. came back, and then I saw I left her a small gift on her door, bedroom doorknob, and I was surprised to still see it there. So then I realized, oh my god, it, it wasn't her. her. And then I went back to bed. Um, went back to bed, and then I texted my brother. Um, it yeah. was really, it was, it was very vivid, very strong sensation. Yeah. So let's go to the curvature point. Even though there's a part of me that is really scared of the possibility that there may be a, a spiritual presence, or there was a spiritual presence in my in my home. Even though I'm really scared that there's a possibility that there was a spiritual presence in my home. I want to take a breath and blow it out. Yeah. I want to honor my fears. I want to honor my fears. And I also want to feel comfortable and safe with that possibility. Yeah. I also want to feel comfortable and safe with that possibility. So tapping through the points and breathing... There is a possibility that spiritual presence may be visiting my home. 
There is a possibility that a spiritual presence may be visiting my home. I know that my mother did that. I know that my mother did that. And even though I wasn't comfortable with it, even though I wasn't comfortable with it, I couldn't prevent it. I couldn't prevent it. I still feel like I have an input in what happens. Because the interesting thing is that you keep on tapping that you did ask her never to do that again, and she never did. That's right, yeah. Right. So there is, there is something that you were able to do that prevented it from happening again. Yeah. Yeah. But so maybe I with a spiritual awakening, maybe there's an opening, you know, maybe there's a door that's been opened. Well, remember how much, like, we, we address a few sessions, if you keep us yeah. up to the point, that you wanted that door to keep on open, to be... Yeah, open. yeah. So, now that there's a part of me that wants to keep that door open... There's a part of me that wants to keep that door open. And there's a part of me that is really scared. And there's a part of me that's really scared. And is it the word, would it be the word insecure or what would be the word that would describe better about, like, if you were to describe what is the feeling of what is possible or what would you say there? And I don't understand it and I don't know what, I, that's it, I don't know what is possible. I don't understand it well enough to know that it can safe. happen, yes, that I can, I can be and feel safe if, I, if, that, if it's happening. Because I, I don't understand it and I'm not in control of it. I have no control over right, it. Right, right. Now, okay, so there's a, there's a part of me that feels that I have no control over what happens. There's a part of me that feels I have no control over what happens. And yet when I ask my mother's spirit or soul not to come back, she never yet, showed up again. Yeah. And yet, when I asked my mother's soul or spirit not to do that again, she didn't show up in that way ever again. Yeah. So maybe there is more that I can do. So maybe I have more control over it than I think or influence over it than I think. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's a part of me that wants to keep the spiritual door open. Yeah, there's a part of me that wants to keep the spiritual door open. Feeling that I have a say on what happens. Feeling that I have a say in what happens. I don't want to feel exposed. <laughs> I don't want to feel exposed. Like I felt last night. <clears throat> like I felt last night. I want to feel that I want to feel safe and secure. Yeah. When it happens again, I want to feel safe and secure. Yeah. I want to feel like I have a say in what actually happens. I want to feel that I have a say in what actually happens. And I feel like I have the ability to do it. And I feel like I have the ability to do that. I embrace that reality. I embrace that reality. I also embrace the reality that I have options to feel safe and secure at all times. I also embrace the reality that I have options to feel safe and secure at all times. So take a deep breath. And I want to, I want to share with you two things that came up for me. One is actually when it comes to the spiritual world. 
and that you actually really have in, you know, input into what happens. So you can create an energetic bubble for you and Siosha around, you know, just around the two of you at any time. You could even do that uh, before going to bed every night. Mm. You know, you can do that. I have done that uh, many times. I grew up in a very unsafe home, but also country. So yeah. I learned to do that very early, protect myself spiritually and creating these beautiful, strong bubbles, inviting um, all kinds of spiritual presences, my angels, Jesus, you know, those work with my guardians to be there. And and also, you know, further out to the whole home, that all windows and doors are protected and nobody can come in and invite it. During the night is not a place or a time that you actually, um, you know, want any spiritual uh, presence in your home. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's very fair. Absolutely. Yeah. That you, you know, you're welcome and you might be open to exploring spiritual presence in your home when it's about, you know, loving presence and it's bringing protection and um, messages during the day, but at night, that's not a time you want to rest. It's not a time for you to be open or interested in connecting in that way. Yeah. Yeah, because my human body is too too triggered by that. Um, at of course. Time. Yeah. And it's also fair. It's like it's not, a, it's not a time where you're going to be getting any benefit from it, so why, why do that? They can come during in my dreams at night, but right. not not in a physical way that I yeah. can misinterpret as an invader. Right. Yes. And there's yeah, absolutely. And you're gonna put guards. They're gonna be your your guardians, your angels. Can you hold on yeah. one second? Hold on one second. Yeah. Hi, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. I um, I have an appraiser here at the home, so I need to go. Okay. <laughs> yes, no problem. No, no, I know. I was just looking, and we got we got over. Yeah. The one piece that I want you to consider, and this is definitely not done, but the one piece is like, what are the physical ways in which you could also feel safe? And we can talk more about that on next yeah, time like, if you want to. Yeah, like maybe um, an alarm system or something or something. Yeah, like, either an alarm yeah. system. What I, at home, what I got was something that was like a, um, a, a huge noisemaker that you could plug and it would it would be like a fire. So okay. it's very disturbing, but if anybody heard it, they would run away. So, But we'll, we'll, catch, we'll catch up uh, next time, okay? Um, it's a siren that you put in? Yeah, okay, well, yeah. that's Let what that know. was. What in our, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you about okay. it. Okay. Big awesome. hug. You too. Thanks, bye-bye. Laura. Okay. You're bye-bye. welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.